The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. It's fun to to think about when I listen to like Catholic Answers Live, for example. Always amazed whenever I hear callers call in and go, you know, I'm not Catholic, yeah. but yet I'm listening to Catholic radio. And I just think to myself, what is it, of all the choices that they could be listening to, uh-huh. what is it about that program that draws them in? even when their own beliefs are challenged by what they may be hearing on that program. You know, especially like when you talk about pro-life and, you know, that's like, hey, we want people who are who are not pro-life call in. And it's just like, really, you can make a program. Like there's people out there listening to a program <laughs> about pro-life and, and they're going to call right. and say, I'm not pro-life and this is why. So I can't help but think, you know, how many people is it reaching that you never knew? You know, I don't know who directly who I'm helping, but I trust that God is going to turn it on and at the right point at the right time on that radio, the right person is going to hear it. And in some way, shape or form, I was part of that. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. This is Real Presence Live on the road, where once a month we bring the show to your community. If you're nearby this morning, come visit us at Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. Now, back to more great stories from the local people you know and love. That's just how it works with us, and uh, I think the Lord always provides, right? Like He's providing right now for us to be here in Mitchell, South Dakota, and He's providing for you folks who are listening to us with some donuts and some coffee and some water. And I, I'm, I'm not going to pl- complain, Lord, but bring the sun back out because <laughs> it just, it just got out. cold. Holy it just got cold. <laughs> we were in that last segment, and I'm like, ooh, that just got cold. But it is a beautiful day here in Mitchell, South Dakota. We're at Holy Family Catholic Church, and we just had both priests on. What, what a great interview what a great dynamic they're messing with each other and picking on you it's like a couple of brothers that's awesome brothers brothers in the priesthood yes exactly and that's awesome in our you know what folks it is exciting to be catholic there are struggles there are pains there are sorrows but when we work together and we really share them with one another we can we really can grow through them and the relationships we have become so much more deep um because of those those struggles and so we share those and we work together so thank you for joining us again coming to you live from mitchell uh, South Dakota, and we are joined now 
by Robin Cahoy. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you today? I am great. Thanks. Good. Excellent. Excellent. And so uh, you are, let's see here, you are the principal yes, at St. John the Second Elementary School. Is it, is it, I keep saying St. John Paul the Second. At this point, it's John Paul II. Right, because, mm-hmm. it, okay. Yes. And so it's John Paul II Elementary School in Mitchell. He is a saint. Too. Yes, yes, he is. Um, <laughs> and so uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about, actually, before I even get to these questions, Robin, Tell us about becoming a principal. What made you? Why did you choose to become a principal? Well, that's kind of interesting because my first teaching job, actually out of college, was right here in Mitchell at the Catholic schools. Hmm. So I have been with the Catholic schools in Mitchell. This is my thirty-fifth year. Wow, I, that's dating me a little bit here. No, so thank you for your service. <laughs> but I taught for twenty-nine years in different grade levels, and we've gone through different name changes. So we were Mitchell Catholic, and then we um, are, we were Holy Family, Holy Spirit, and then we became Mitchell Catholic, and then John Paul II. But after so many years of teaching, um, I just decided maybe it was time for a change, and my children were part of that decision. Mm. And um, so here I am, six years later, as the principal. So how did your, you said your children were a part of that decision. Yeah. What, how did that how did Oh, that Mom, you need to do this. Oh. Mom, you need to go back to school. You know, you've always wanted to do that. Now is the time to do it. And so, so they encouraged so you. That, yeah. yeah. And they awesome. were all kind of that high school, college age at that time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, good for you and good for them. Yes. What drew you to that in particular? Um, well, you know, it was something that the principal before me had kind of put into my heart. So I think she just kind of guided me a little bit and sent me to a couple classes, and then it was, you know, maybe this is for me, and maybe I should just, you know, stick my neck out there and try it and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So, so yes. how 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 did it come into your heart? You know, was there something in particular about about leadership about about? Um, yes, and education was so important to me also. But the Catholic part of it, I think, was where I wanted to be, um, and I and so I think just the more I thought about it, prayed about it, it just, hmm. it was just the position that I decided to, you know, the way that I decided to go. Excellent. We're visiting with Robin Cahoy. She's the principal here at John Paul II Elementary School in Mitchell, South Dakota. And, you know, Robin, <clears throat> I think, and this I'm biased here, but I think the best leaders are the, the leaders who actually experience what needs to be done by the people who do it before they have to lead them. And so you have that experience as being a teacher and a principal. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, I think so too. Um, I know that, um, you know, when when you are in that position beforehand, you kind of know that w- what they're going through and the things that they need the most, not just the kids, but the teachers mostly also. Um, I think when... when um, you're in that position, you've been there, you've tried it, you know um, the struggles and the glories of it all, and so you want to guide your, you know, your your staff in that direction that you want to be. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. And, and so, you're, yeah, you're, you mean you can respond more appropriately understanding right. where they're coming I think. from. So, yeah, I, I think that's exactly the way it, it mm-hmm. kind of goes, and, and I can understand their struggles, and I can understand their joys, and... Yeah. So talk to us a little bit how you how you specifically live out the mission of your school's namesake, uh, St. John Paul II. Okay. Um, one of Pope St. John Paul II's famous quotes was, the future starts today, not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if you drive by the school, you'll see a bust 
of St. John Paul II on the front of our school. And that's the quote that is with it. And our students are the future of our Catholic Church. And we strive to prepare them the best that we can to be future leaders of the church, the community, and beyond. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, just knowing that quote sticks with us every day. It's not what we can do tomorrow. It's mm -hmm. what we can do today. Right. And all you do have control over is today. Right. Yeah. Very true. Absolutely. What would you say, Robin, or I'm sorry, yes, Robin, <coughs> what would you say is the uh, the part about the day that, that you enjoy the most, you know, is the, is the kids come in and they start a day as you walk around as principal, what sticks out to you about about a day at in the life at uh, John Paul II? You know, um, one of the best parts of my day is the morning announcements. <laughs> because at the end of the morning announcements, there are, in the middle of morning announcements, there are prayer requests. And even our youngest children, who are three years old, sometimes mm -hmm. come in with a prayer request. <laughs> and we get Precious. them on. And, I mean, it might be for somebody who's very sick. It might be for some, their cat that died. Whatever their prayer request is, we put it on the morning announcements. And that, to me, um, you're teaching kids that it's important to pray. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter what you want to pray for, we should pray for. Yeah, I, th I think of, as you talk, you know, if we have the faith even the size of a mustard seed right and oh so yeah even if you're praying for your your cat who passed away how mm -hmm. beautiful is that coming from a child's heart yes and i mean it just makes you smile inside that in the end of the day also we have the three o'clock hour every day we pray at the three o'clock hour we take a moment of silence because as we know that is the time that jesus passed away on the cross so we um, take that silent time and if you're walking through the hallways at that time and when they hear we are in the three o'clock hour, it is silent in the school. Awesome. And even the people that come in the front door notice that right away. You know, if they're coming in to get a child or they're coming in for some other reason, it's just silent in the school for that amount of time for us to think about what Jesus did for us. How long is the silence, did you say? It's, it's pretty much, I mean, it's as long as it takes for you to just okay. wow. live that in your heart. Wow. That's excellent. What kind of message do you think that sends to those who come into the school and they see what you're doing? It's amazing because sometimes you have people come into the school and they say they know there's something different about our school when they walk in the front door. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's that or whether it's the statues that we have around or our kids, you hear them praying before PE classes. They pray before, you know, any specials classes, outside recess. We have lunch prayers. I don't know if that's it. Our, our kids greet each other in the hallways. Um, but there's just a different sense about it yeah. that they can pick up on. We've had parents that have come to tour the school and they said right away they knew. That's where they wanted their children to be. Wow. That's wonderful. We're visiting right now with Robin Cahoy, and she is the president of the John Paul II Elementary School here in Mitchell, South Dakota. So if you're hearing what she's saying and you're excited, because I'm like, wow, this is awesome, <laughs> and, you're, and you're nearby, enroll your child today. <laughs> well, actually, the year's almost over. In child, yes, it is. Enroll your child <laughs> next year, <laughs> or next fall, not next year. Yes. Um, so, Robin, a little bit about where do you see opportunities for growth in, in uh, John Paul II Catholic School? Well, as a staff, we are always hoping to have more students. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we would love to have our classrooms just busting at the seams with kids out there, but we know that God brings us the families that are meant to be there. Mm-hmm. And so we strive to do a better job of marketing ourselves in um, letting families know. The biggest thing, I think, is the tuition, of course. You know, you're paying for your child to go to school there. But we want everybody to know that there is never a child that we will not accept at the school. Um, there are tuition assistance programs for, you know, anybody that is going to apply for them, and we will accept every child that there is. Yeah. You know, we think about parents being the primary educators of the children. How do you at the school work with the parents to ensure a, a fruitful faith life in, in their children as they advance in years? Um, I think, well, number one is um, we have wonderful communication with our our families and our parents and that shows too when we have conference nights and you have 99 percent of the families there because they want to be there to talk about their kids and what can we help them with and the spiritual part of it i think we have a lot of parents that come to mass we have grandparents that come to mass we have every event that we have we have families coming in to support their kids, to support their teachers, to support the school um, in connecting their kids to Christ. Because in the, the bottom line of it all is we're all working together to get these kids to heaven. Right. Mm, that's beautiful. So, question on my sheet here. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Where can pe- people learn more? Oh, okay, about the school. Okay, sorry. Yep. <laughs> Where can people learn more about uh, John Paul II ca- sure. Elementary School? We would love to have you stop by and visit. We're always, you know, open door for everyone that comes in. We have a tour um, that we can give any time that you stop in the school. We do, um, if, if you can't come in, we have a website. It's www.johnpaul2.org. You can go on there. You can also follow us on Facebook. And um, give us a call at 605-996-2365, and we will help you to be a part of our school family. Excellent. Okay, cool. So give us a little of a, so uh, you have, this is elementary school, so you have K through 6. Yes, or do you have preschool. Pre- preschool too. Mm-hmm. And so what's your, your total student body? As of now, we're at 164. Okay, 164. Mm-hmm. And the, the largest class is? The largest class we have right now is our third grade class, and there's 30 students. And the smallest is? The smallest we have right now is kindergarten, and we have 15. Okay. So, I mean, and, uh, I'm guessing, I, I mean, I hear this a lot from parents in schools, the small class size is Coursely is special. Is special, yes. It is special because you get that more one-on-one, especially when they're younger, and Mm -hmm. those first years are so formative for them. But as we go, um, our classes, I mean, the biggest class that we have, because we have two sections of those classes. Mm. So the largest class we have is um, 19 students. Okay. So it's perfect for um, the, you know, Mm one-on-one. That's great. Yes. Now, we just have about a minute left here, Um, but as we've been talking, I just see you light up when you talk about your your job, when you talk about the kids. What would you say, if you can pick one, is your most rewarding experience as principal at uh, John Paul II? I think it's just um, watching the kids as they come in and seeing them now as they leave. And how much this whole year, I mean, we're not talking just academically. We're talking about spiritual, you know, their their soul, how much they've grown as a person. Not just as a student, but as a person. How And we have a senior walk coming up 
um, for our seniors from high school that had graduated from John Paul II back you know, six years ago, and um, they're coming to the school, and they're going to guide our sixth grade as um, they are all graduating this year. But So they come back to see us, and we have a little program for them. And so it's good to see that they still think of us mm. and still want to come back. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks oh. so much, Robin. We appreciate yes. your time this I want morning. one more plug-in, though, if Go I can for it. get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all yours. So we want to invite everybody out to an adult evening next week that we are having. It is to support Catholic education in Mitchell. It's a gala auction event called Bids for Kids. And you can call the school at 996-2365 for tickets for this event. It's a wonderful night, a lot of fun. And you're also invo- um, involved, invited sorry, to join us every Wednesday at 9 o'clock for Mass with the children so you can see for yourself how we connect our kids to Christ. Awesome. Thank you, Robin, for that. Thank you. Thank you for your, yes. for your uh, service to the church. Alrighty, well, we sure, like we said, appreciate you being on the air with us this morning, Robin. Coming up next, a life lived in service of the Lord is a beautiful thing. It's especially true when it comes to the consecrated life. We'll find out what drew some special sisters to the religious life and talk about their joy for serving. And later, is there a connection between Holy Week, Easter, and vocations? We'll ask that of Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. All this and much more as Real Presence Live on the road continues from Mitchell, South Dakota, here at Holy Family Parish. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rapid City Catholic Schools welcomes you to the 39th Annual Mayfest Auction and Dinner Saturday, May 4th at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center's LaCroix Hall starting at 5 p.m. The event's theme is An Evening in Paris, and there will be a live and silent auction with hundreds of great items where all registered bidders will be entered in a drawing for one student to receive one year of free tuition. Event tickets are $65. For more information, contact Liz at 605-348-1477. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. 
Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live on the road from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. You're not supposed to yawn, Steve. Where's the sun? Where's the sun? It's the sun went away. He's inside and in the tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. That's a good one. The sun went away, everybody, and it got cold. But, but it's I, still a beautiful morning. But the good thing, I'm not a complainer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's still a beautiful morning here in Mitchell, South Dakota. This is Real Presence Live on the road at Holy Family Parish. We're having a great morning. We've visited with, you know, the sun might not be shining, but, but the, the Holy Spirit and the Lord is just glowing in the people that we have visited with so far this morning, Steve. What am I supposed to say to that? I was just whining. No, you're right. It's been a beautiful morning, and we're having a good time. Come by, folks, and help us eat these donuts. Um, Brandon's eating most of them because I don't eat that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't look at me on the camera. It's not. That's, that's rude. So uh, thanks for being with us, folks. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna visit now with uh, Sister Marita and Sister Nancy. Good morning, sisters. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, they're Franciscan sisters of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And, of course, we love Our Lady of Guadalupe at Real Presence Radio because she is our our patron, uh, the uh, star of the sea and the mother of the new evangelization. So uh, talk to us a little bit. Let's start with you, uh, Sister Marita, and everybody out there. If you're listening in the Fargo area, I just learned that Sister has a brother is a retired priest from the Fargo Diocese, and his name is? Father Bernard Powell. Yeah, Father Bernard Powell. He lives Bernie in Fowl. Devil's Lake now, and he s- helps on weekends. He said he had 40 uh, weekends last year out of 52 helping out in parishes. Is that called, wow. reti- is that called retirement? <laughs> retirement. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> retirement is 12 weekends off. Okay. Well, I know uh, Father Bernie Fowle, I, I know he loves golf. I've had numerous conversations with him about golf, and I've been on the green. I I'm terrible at golf, so I just watch him do it. But uh, <laughs> that's great. So, Sister Marita, talk to us a little bit. Uh, tell just let's let's get a little snippet of your vocation story. What? How did you feel called to be a sister? Well, the sisters from Hankins in North Dakota used to come out, and we used to call it Sister School. Two weeks of Sister School we would have, and uh, they taught us, you know. And and I was just impressed with those sisters, the the calmness of those sisters, and the happiness. They showed a lot of happiness as their voc- their vocation, and so when I was in a f- uh, seventh eighth grade, I think already they showed a slide presentation of their community, and that really touched me. That that I think that's my vocation. I think I that's for me, and so I asked my mother, but uh, about I you know in freshman as I was a freshman, I said I'd like to go down to Hankinson. They had a Catholic high school, mm-hmm. and she she said no, and my dad too, and and I think because I was the oldest girl, I had three older brothers, two after me, and then came four girls, fifteen in my family. Three were born after I left home, but then uh, then I tried again as a junior, uh, and I said, you know, I don't care for uh, if I'm going to become a sister, I don't need 
pictures and all this ring business and uh, all the things that come prom and all that because that's not going to be of any use to me. So I said, can I go now? And they, they said, yes. So <laughs> I took a train down to Hankinson and I knew okay. only one girl was from my hometown. That was a sister there. So, yeah. And so anyway, that's how, that's how I, you know, got into then I, my junior, senior year, I went to there. And then as a postulant in our senior years, when we, we call it postulancy, we still had to take some courses that we had to finish, you know, for high school. And uh, that was our year of kind of sensing, is this really for me? And then you have a whole year of novitiate. And that's when you, uh, it's a canonical year where you have to, you know, and that's where you really, and I had some doubts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and often, but the Reverend Mother said, you and I will pray about it to the Holy Spirit, and they kind of left me after a month, mm -hmm. and I said, this is for me, and so I continued on in there, you know, I've been, this year I'm going to be 60 years in July. Six, 60 years. 60 years, 60 wow. years and then in July. Wow. wow. Yeah. Thanks well. for answering the call. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we also have with us Sister Nancy, so Sister Nancy, give us a little bit of your story. Well, I'm from Colorado. Okay. And I went for the first seven years of my life to uh, Catholic school. And back then in Colorado, we didn't have the um, bus system that they have now. So my parents drove us to school every day. And it was 17 miles out in the country. So they drove 64 miles to make sure that we had a Catholic education mm. for seven I mean, and I'm the youngest of three children, and I'm uh, the only girl. And then uh, the eighth uh, grade, my uh, we closed the Catholic school, and I went to high school. But in my senior year, I was all uh, signed up to go to a college in Colorado, and a nun from Mount Marty come through. And I went home that night, and I said to my mom, guess what? She said, what? I said, I'm going to South Dakota to go to college. She about brought, dropped her false teeth but <laughs> out of her mouth because I was a homebody. And then I came up to Mount Marty, and I went to school, college there for two years. And then I started doing tech retreats. Mm. And some uh, uh, a person on that said, why are you running from your vocation? You want to become a nun. And I said, that's true, I, you know. And then I started looking to communities, and I got a hold of the Sisters of St. Francis of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and they were up in Gettysburg. And I went up and visited with them. When I left, I cried. <laughs> and because I had visited seven other communities, and when you go... Like a sister, when you go out to visit different communities to find out which one fits you mm -hmm. and how you, it's a two-way street, how you help them and how they help you. Mm. Yeah. We just have a couple of minutes left here, sisters. Um, so maybe because you guys have, both of you have experienced your call in different ways. If there's a young woman out there who might be considering a call to the the religious life, uh, what would you say to them? Uh, Sister Marina, let's start with you. I would say that uh, it would be best to pray every day. Pray for your, pray to the Holy Spirit to see what uh, what is your choice. Spend time before the Lord 
in a blessed sacrament, if you don't have exposition, just go into a church and just spend some time and try to listen to the Lord. And, and then also talk to sisters and come out to communities. Mm-hmm. Tr- you know, test the different, you know, you can spend time with the sisters and, and see their activities, what they're doing and how they live their life. And it might be a way for you to know which is your vocation, that's your vocation or not. Excellent. Sister Nancy? I uh, same way with Sister Marita, and I forgot to mention, um, I'm celebrating 35 years as a nun. Oh, this oh year excellent. Too. Thank you for your... For your gift to the church yes. and to the gift for, to all of us, it's a wonderful to visit with you. It's you can just kind of, I don't know, I'm sensing a peace as you're sharing your stories here. Yeah. And it's a, it's great to. Uh, we need peace in this world, and so yes. so thank you for your witness to peace and to Christ's love. And another thing I like, the sister said, go out and visit the communities and uh, stay a few days with them, get to know the sisters. Because we're humans just like everybody else, too, you know. And you get to know their life and their charisms and how much gifts that you can give to the community and the community can give to you. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, sisters, for for being on with us. I apologize. We're we're out of time already. It goes quickly when we're having such a great time, doesn't (laughs) it? (laughs) So uh, stay with us, though, because coming up next, we'll visit with the Diocese of Winona, Rochester's Bishop John Quinn. And I just learned also a seminarian from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about the connection between Holy Week, Easter, and vocations to the priesthood and religious life. There is a connection here, yes, and we'll explain how. Plus, we'll meet a couple who has a beautiful and unique story. Cliff and Esther Pedersen will sit down to share their journey. This is Real Presence Live on the road from Mitchell, South Dakota, and we'll be right back. Local, engaging, and on the road live from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. That's Real Presence Live on the road on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-round campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Rochester Catholic Schools welcomes you to an all-new Hearts of Gold, Friday, April 26, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the brand-new Hilton in downtown Rochester. The event's theme is Cirque in the City, and there will be a cocktail party atmosphere with cuisine available at several unique food stations, plus a VIP hour at 5.30. Individual tickets and host table options are available by visiting rcsmn.org backslash hearts of gold. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. 
Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. listening to Real Presence Live on the road, coming to you from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit and enjoy a treat. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on the road, coming to you live from Holy Family Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota. We've been having a fantastic morning visiting with people here, enjoying some donuts, some cookies, some juice, coffee, uh, as the sun has now gone behind the clouds. But uh, Oh, stop it already. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm such a complainer. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a beautiful morning. It's a little chillier now, but it's okay, you know. That's kind of what the what happens. Where we're the Easter has is not here yet. The yes. Lord has not risen yet. And it's so, going to be seventy degrees this weekend. Right. So here. So, but anyway. you know what? We got the opportunity right now. However, to Bishop to visit to visit with Bishop John Quinn. Good morning, Bishop. How are you doing this morning? Good. Well, good morning and a blessed Holy Week to you. Yes, and to you, Bishop. Bishop John Quinn is the, the Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And uh, this morning, Bishop, we want to talk a little bit about um, the, the Easter Triduum. And uh, let's, let's start with the Holy Thursday. And really, uh, the, you know, Jesus start, starts by, or we actually part of the, the uh, service there is, is the washing of the feet. Um, and that is, you know, modeled to us by Jesus of washing his disciples' feet. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about how this is tied into the call to the priesthood and the religious life? Well, I think we all know that the uh, priesthood uh, also brings uh, with it the first order of, of sacred orders, which is the diaconate. Priests never stop the grace of being deacons. In fact, the uh, diaconate becomes also a dimension of our priestly life and always the service, because Jesus says he came not to be served, but to serve. So by the washing of the feet, and by taking on the servanthood of Christ, we live a life where we put others first, we look to the needs of the community, and that, of course, our own needs always get met, but we don't seek those first, but to be able to act as servants be good servant leaders in leading people to Christ. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is one thing as I think about servanthood uh, and I think about uh, Real Presence Radio and how Steve has led Real Presence Radio as executive director, Bishop. I think it's a great example of, of what servanthood looks like as well. Um, and, you know, as we talk about servanthood and, and putting others first in this call to the priesthood, I do want to bring in Riley, who's a seminarian for the, the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Riley, are you with us? I am. It's nice being with the both of you. Yes, thanks for being with us. What What are your thoughts as you, as you hear what Bishop said about uh, the washing of the feet, servanthood, putting others first? What comes to mind for you as you listen to this and you're preparing for priesthood? You know, it's uh, we talk about serving the people of God so often, um, and really it's it's been modeled to us so well at the seminary. Um, priests at the seminary, uh, they're here uh, to serve the seminarians and really give them an example um, of really how to minister to people. And that ministry isn't uh, lording over them or telling people um, what to do, uh, X, Y, and Z, but it's serving them, um, bringing them closer to Christ, right? And it's just been such a beautiful witness um, at the seminary to see um, the priests that we have on staff. Um, sure, give us rules, but ultimately um, show us how to serve people. Um, such a beautiful witness of fatherhood and um, serving us, really, um, to put so much energy into um, one man. It's really quite inspiring how much uh, time and energy they put into each and every seminary at the seminary. Um, and really, I think that's uh, an amazing model, um, uh, an imitation of what Christ did um, in washing his disciples' feet. You know, um, the priest isn't a man for himself. He's a man for the um, for the people of God and for Christ. You know, Bishop, I think you have started something here that, um, and as I'm listening to, I'm, I'm <laughs> a light just came on in, in my head, um, that when you talk about the presbyterate, there's three levels, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding, I only had two years in seminary, so I, I maybe don't fully understand this, but that there are three kind of levels of the presbyterate. You have the diaconate, you have the priesthood, and then you have the fullness of the priesthood um, in the episcopacy. Uh, and we're starting here, you just kind of made a parallel of the Holy Thursday is kind of the diaconate level of the presbyterate. Uh, and then, of course, the evening of, of the Thursday Mass uh, is is the Last Supper, which is the foreshadowing of the actual sacrifice, which happens on Good Friday. Is 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 there? Am I am I reading that right? Is there a is there a parallel sure. there? There sure is. I think what is so important is that as we become priests, we always are priests uh, in the one priesthood of Jesus Christ, which is one of great diaconal service where Jesus came to lay down his life. He laid it down fully for us. And so as we celebrate tonight the uh, institution of the gift of the Eucharist and the, the priesthood, it's not a priesthood for self-exaltation. It's not a trophy. It's not something like you get a diploma when you finish a program of studies or a degree. It's conferred by the triune God and it is to be the priesthood of Jesus. And so it's one of great service, and we celebrate that tonight, and we reenact it. Uh, and Jesus says, this is the lesson that I'm giving you. Do, do you understand it? So whether I'm a bishop of a diocese, whether I'm a pastor of a parish, I'm a teacher at the university, I'm in uh, pastoral work and mission work, 
it's always uh, a diaconal ministry in that priestly work. That's a that's a great reminder. Uh, uh, Riley, speaking also here with Riley, uh, who's a seminarian, um, I guess a question I have for you to hear your bishop speak of this servant leadership as he's, and you can tell um, that it's, it's, it's in, in his heart and strong. How does that make you feel as a, as a priest who will someday, you know, take a vow of obedience to the bishop? Um, I mean, I, I think it's easier to follow somebody who is a servant than, uh, than, <laughs> than the other way. What, what are your thoughts, Riley? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Bishop Quinn, he's uh, such an amazing bishop to us. Um, uh, really, he's he's such a great father figure for the diocese, and um, to not only hear him speak about servant leadership, but to see it from him uh, all the time. Whenever I see him, I see him in that position of a servant. Um, it's not only inspiring, but um, it, it's almost transcendent in some way. Um, you really see um, as, right, so the priest is supposed to act in the person of Christ, and when you see um, someone like Bishop Quinn really serving people, um, taking time with them. Each individual person um, gets the fullness of his time, right? Like they are Christ himself. And to see that, to witness that, um, you're really in some way watching Jesus Christ. Um, it's such an inspiring thing. Uh, I can't really explain it. Um, but it most certainly, uh, it makes me eager to take um, God willing a, a, a promise of obedience to um, to the bishop, um, it, it makes me eager for it um, to be able to serve someone who, at the same time, is serving me so beautifully. Yeah, that that that's a beautiful answer, Riley. Uh, bishop and Riley, we'll start with Bishop. Um, time is moving quickly, so we just have a couple minutes left here. So as we move through the Triduum and we we get to the Easter Vigil and we get to Easter, which is a time of great rejoicing. Um, how is that joy of Easter for you, Bishop, poured forth in your call as Bishop? And Riley, as your, as your call in your journey to the priesthood, how is that poured forth? Bishop, first. Sure. That's a really wonderful, wonderful question, and one that, uh, through the Triduum, is a, a contemplative kind of question, where how the mystery not only has been made uh, effective by Jesus Christ, but then what is how does it get renewed into the very fiber of our being and uh one of the areas uh, for me certainly as we enter the the triduum is the virtue of hope uh we've been through some difficult days in our church and some days of great scandal and harm and i think we all know that while that has certainly been a problem uh, for many people, and it has uh, perhaps kept some away from from attending Mass. But the hope is the real healing and holiness of the Church comes from Jesus Christ, and yeah. that uh, the tomb is open and empty. He is risen, hallelujah, and that Amen. He is the reason for our hope. It will, is His will will be done. So I always... I always come to the mystery with a great sense of hope that the future is found in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Riley, just about 30 seconds. How about you? You know, I really can't say anything but echo what Bishop said, but I entered seminary uh, this past summer when all of that was really happening. And mm -hmm. just as we approach Easter, um, I don't 
necessarily uh, it, it, it's not a deterrent. Uh, I'm just reminded um, that Jesus Christ has triumphed, and that's all that really matters. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you both. I, I apologize we're out of time, but thank you so much for being on with us as we continue, actually begin the the triduum and, and uh, head towards the resurrection, which is, you know, what we're all about, right? We are an Easter people. And as we head to break here, Bishop, can you just leave us with your blessing, please? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you. Let his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you all the days of your life. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you both again. Coming up next on Real Presence Live, On the Road, the beauty and goodness of a life weaved together by God through a major world war and the founding of a local parish here in Mitchell. (laughs) It's a great story. We'll visit with Cliff and Esther Peterson next as Real Presence Live continues. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Engaging and and on the road live from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. That's Real Presence Live on the road on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labarade Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. Tune in for special programming throughout Holy Week and the beginning of Easter. Beginning Holy Thursday, you'll hear many special programs, including Stations of the Cross with Mother Angelica, Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper live from the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., the Commemoration of Our Lord's Passion live from Rome with Pope Francis, the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday Masses from Rome and the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, and many other Holy Week meditations and retreats. Prayerfully enter our special Holy Week and Easter programming Thursday, April 18th through Monday, April 22nd. Rapid City Catholic Schools welcomes you to the 39th annual Mayfest Auction and Dinner Saturday, May 4th at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center's LaCroix Hall starting at 5 p.m. The event's theme is An Evening in Paris, and there will be a live and silent auction with hundreds of great items where all registered bidders will be entered in a drawing for one student to receive one year of free tuition. Event tickets are $65. For more information, contact Liz at 605-348-1477. The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. 
This is Real Presence Live on the road, where once a month we bring the show to your community. If you're nearby this morning, come visit us at Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. Now, back to more great stories from the local people you know and love. Three and four and five. Come on, Brandon, you can get another donut in there. Come on. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. He's not shoving that many donuts in his mouth right now. Especially but, uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live. Actually, what we're really doing is exercising because the sun <laughs> went away. And uh, But he no. doesn't like to complain. Nope. So I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> we're <laughs> coming to you live, as mentioned, and you can stop by and eat some of these donuts and drink some coffee. There's a whole lot of orange juice there and some water. So join us here in Mitchell, South Dakota at Holy Family Catholic Church. And we are now joined by Cliff and Esther Peterson. Good morning, Cliff and Esther. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here with us. You know, I, I watched you get out of your truck this morning, and the first thing you do, did, Cliff, is you waited for Esther to come over, and you clasped your hands, and you walked over here together. What a beautiful <laughs> reminder. Um, you know, it made me think of my wife. We've been married for 18 years and have seven children, and it's a, that, that love needs to grow and continue. Um, and so I hope we can be as beautiful as you are, um, your marriage. Go for it. <laughs> Amen. All right. How long have you two been married? 65 years plus. 65. Wow. And, Thank you. And my running. comment always is, and we were old enough to know better, and we got married anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's good. Yeah, take the chance. Take the chance. The Lord will provide. So let's, let's hear a little of your story, Cliff and Esther. Um, so you, you've... Uh, your lives, as Brandon mentioned earlier, your lives have been weaved together uh, basically through wars and through struggles. Uh, when did you get married? Well, what's your uh, Okay, Cliff, am I going to put you on the spot? <laughs> what, what, when's your wedding day? October 10th, 1953. All Excellent. Right. You pass. You pass. <laughs> Gold <All right>. star. <laughs> Excellent. And have you lived uh, together in this uh, Mitchell, South Dakota area the whole time, or where did you meet? We met at here in South Dakota. Okay. And uh, I got drafted into the Army, and... Uh, while I was in the Army, she got a chance to come to Mitchell for a very good job, and I agreed to come here when I got discharged. So okay. we here, came here and got married. All right. And you have children, grandchildren? We had three. Okay. We lost one to a drowning, oh. which is a catastrophe. So our marriage has been tested. Yeah. But we're still... We're still married. We still sleep together. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And, and in all good things, there are tests, right? There are struggles, Esther's, Esther. Um, in all good things. Yes. Yeah. Like the, like Clifford just said, losing our son, mm-hmm. our ten-year-old son. That that is the the main, not the main. I shouldn't say uh, the most heartfelt catastrophe in our married life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and so the the other two children are uh, there in the area, or talk tell us about your other two children. Our youngest son lives at Fargo, North Dakota, and our oldest at Browns Valley, Minnesota. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if it was because of losing one son, but our youngest uh, went on to become uh, highly educated. Hmm. He was he was eligible for a PhD. Wow. Yeah, okay. but now he's sixteen and got a very good job. And, our oldest was not a student, so he became a power lineman. Okay. For thirty years. Excellent. Yes. And, and and what what did you do, Cliff? Clifford. I was my uh, last twenty years. I was a boiler operator at the St. Joseph Hospital here in Mitchell. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Now you're also, for I understand, a, a decorated World War II veteran. No. Korea. Korea veteran. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so, y- you know, what was that experience like for you? 
Well, I was in a position where I was killing people. Mm. Uh, Americans, I don't believe, are programmed for that type of thing, but it was my job. And so I had an occasion where I had a machine gun on front line, and a guy come up alongside my position with binoculars and told me their guys were vacating a position over in that neck ridge, see if my machine gun would reach that far. So I started shooting, and he told me which way to go up and down left because I couldn't see where they're going. He says, there. So I kept going, and I went through three or four cans of machine gun ammo, and there's 250 rounds in a can. Finally, he says, well, there's no more activity, so I stopped. So when we advanced, I got to where I was shooting, and here's a pile of bodies that I had killed. They started shooting at me, so I had to use these bodies for protection. Hmm. Shooting stopped. I got up, my uniform was full of blood. I'm living with that now, I'm dealing with post-trauma. Hmm. Like I say, we're not really, Americans are not really geared for killing, but if it's a job, and if they ask me, I do it again. Hmm. You know what I mean? But I've got good support here, and I've got a good mm-hmm. community, and I'm active in the DAV. I'm past commander of DAV, and I'm the American Legion of the VFW. In my church, my church is well in the process of losing a son. That's where the church came forward, mm-hmm. and that's a very, very good thing in a catastrophe like that. And I've got two. I lost a son and a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Hmm, that's a. You know, we we all, all silent for a moment because that is a, a struggle and a, a challenge. That uh, the 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 struggle of war. Yeah. I mean, the struggle of man not being able to get along with each other, huh? Yeah. Well, I'd like to inject here that, you know, some guys do, and it'd be easy to dwell on it mm-hmm. and become a vegetable. But I got so many good things to go, that uh, I put that put that in the background and enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned so many good things. You know, uh, one of those is that you guys are um, some founding members of of one of the local parishes. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was an experience. Our first masses <laughs> we were in a building without any air conditioning in July, and oh, wow. <laughs> so we appreciate our good church for their conditioning. And which church was this that you helped found? Holy Spirit. Okay. Holy Spirit. Oh, we were told it was John started Short, with the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So that made you, you really decided, I don't want to, I don't want to live, I don't want to go where it's like this hot all the time. So we really became good Catholics, (laughs) good Christians. (laughs) Because they had air conditioning in church. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. I love it. Well, you know, the Lord draws us to him in all sorts of different ways. (laughs) Air conditioning can be one of them. Yeah. And and so... uh, what was your role in, in in helping to found the the first church? Were you on the the committee, uh, the building committee, the fundraising committee, or where it was? Well, not none of them. I just participated and supported it. Okay. And and when was when did the fir- the church? When was the Holy Spirit founded here then in Mitchell, South Dakota? Do you remember the? I don't want to put you on the spot. I said. Well, let's see. In the 1960s. Okay, the 1960s. And I had my book. Okay. Of the history of Holy Spirit, and it's in the truck. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. That's 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 just fine. In the 1960s, the, the church was founded, and so you've been members of Holy Spirit ever since. Yes. And and still are. And so we had Father John Short on this morning, who's the pastor there, and I'm sure he appreciates you still uh, being there and, and active members of the parish. We're pretty good terms. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm a lay minister. So I'm okay. on the altar. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. 
Excellent. So, you know, in, in your 65 years of marriage and all that you've been through, you know, how have you seen the Lord just really work through each of your lives and, and bring you to the point that you're at now, would you say? Well, I say my prayers every night when I go to bed. I, I lean on him a lot <laughs> because of, you know, her experiences. And my thing is... I was always active in the church and the altar society, and, and Clifford was a scoutmaster, and I w worked with the Cub Scouts, so I've been a big part of the community, and it's just such a good feeling. No matter where you go, what you do, people will say, well, nice to see you. Uh, I remember when, you know, when we were with the, in the Cub Scouts when I had their boys, and, and Clifford had boy scouts, so we had yeah. just... I'd like to inject. I was a scout leader for 20 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> One time I had 100 boys in my scout troop because oh, wow. I had a program. We got a 50-miler every year. Yeah. Two years in a row I'd taken Canadian border waters canoeing. Third year they're hiked 50 miles in the Black Hills. Mm. Got a lot of payback now, too. They come in and give me a hug when I meet them on the streets. Wonderful. Excellent. Wonderful. Um, just in these last few seconds here, um, for, for younger married couples, uh, since you've been married for 65 years, w what advice would you have to them? Any advice? <laughs> <laughs> Work at it. <laughs> Work at it. <laughs> well, I just enjoy every day because when you're when it's raising your kids, they grow up so fast. And when you raise your when you're lucky enough to have grandchildren and great grandchildren, like we do, what well, you, you just enjoy every day and, and just appreciate and you know. Life. Yeah. Life. So. Excellent. Well, thank Amen. you both so much for being on with us this morning. Yes, the Cliff and Esther Peterson here in Mitchell, South Dakota, uh, hearing just, you know, about how to live a good life and enjoy and appreciate um, the blessings of each day, even in the trials and struggles. So. Yeah, uh, and we do have Aaron to come in with a preview here at the end, talking about what's coming up on Tuesday's show. Aaron? You got it. Tim Mosier will be the host for the next Real Presence Live. He will be speaking with Father Brian Cuiaba of the Diocese of Crookston on what we can do to rise above the wicked grasp of addiction. He will also take you around the 10-minute tour for local events. And in the second hour, we'll hear from Aaron Hinks of the Diocese of Fargo and his Exodus 90 Challenge. We'll also hear about a new chapter of Knights on Bikes and how they came to push pedals for Jesus. All this and so much more on Real Presence Radio. Back to you guys. Thanks, Aaron. Well, we've had a great time here with On the Road in Mitchell, South Dakota at Holy Family Parish. We're uh, just about to wrap up. Steve, any last thoughts? Well, I'd just uh, like to wish everybody a blessed Triduum and a very holy Easter next week. Uh, thank you for joining us. Say, uh, say some prayers for us. Brandon and I are getting on the road now to head over to Brandon, South Dakota to uh, try to get out into the middle of a field to a tower site. It might be a little muddy. So I got say, the muck boots. Say a prayer I have. There's a farmer <laughs> going to meet us out there with a skid steer and some fork, and a fork, forks on there. So say a prayer for us that we can uh, get that uh, transmitter in the trailer and head back to our families so we can go to Mass with them tonight. And we all wish you all a great, great many blessings, and thank you for um, all your prayers and, and your love. Yeah, absolutely, and, and thank you so much to all those in Mitchell who helped make this broadcast possible, from providing the snacks to help getting the Internet set up so we can broadcast. Thanks so much, and uh, keep it here for much more Real Presence Live next week.
This has been a special broadcast of Real Presence Live on the Road, coming to you from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota, only on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page. Be sure to watch for our next On the Road show on Tuesday, May 7th. It's our tailgate party right before our spring live drive. And we're coming to you live from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota. Real Presence Live, on the road, local, engaging, and live from your local community 